One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where I, Paul Verhoeven, an author, and John Verhoeven, my ex-cop dad, sit down and talk nonsense because, frankly, we want to. Dad, you are an antique dealer, and in your time as an antique dealer, you've met some pretty colorful characters. You get called into their houses, you value their stuff, you buy and sell things, you travel all over the place, and... I don't think I've ever heard you finish an antique call and get on the blower quicker than after this one. So if you could tell us all about the woman that you met at an antique deal last week. Paul, I just um, I just love talking. And I know you love talking mm-hmm. because you're about to start something exciting on the ABC. Actually, I'm going to actually call yeah. in, if you don't mind. Well, look, as this episode airs, folks, I will be on the ABC hosting overnights. I am so freaked out. <laughs> Paul, no. you'll, you'll nail it. No, I'm not worried about my abilities. It's mm. just, it's, it's a very, uh, it's a real privilege and I just don't want to... It's a great privilege. I just want to do a good job. So I know. So, and in this, look, it's it, anything to do with communications, mm. the media, yeah. and you and I, we, we do something that is, uh, well, I, I feel that we're inextricably connected to media because, you know, we, we talk about things that are very, very... Um, we'll just take the, the last thing where we've actually done a few special episodes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but it's nice to talk about something that's not completely, although, look, this story is just, it's, it's, it's something. It's mind-blowing. This it's is something, a, yeah. It's, it's something a, out of the twilight zone. <laughs> Honestly, this is the kind of thing where I went, okay, I really, really wish this story had come up when I was writing the books. And you oh. know what? If I, if I write the third book anytime soon, uh, I, I will have to have a chat with this woman. Paul, so, just to preface this, something yeah. you don't know uh-huh. oh. is that there's a very, very famous set of circumstances that, mm. and this is going to tie in listeners and Paul, please just bear with me. I know this is going to sound convoluted and and sort of tangential and quite bizarre. Okay. But without giving the lead away, yeah, yeah. Something happened in Cuba a few years ago and I don't know whether you've heard about it Paul, but it did make world news where Is they believed the- that there were these rays what? coming out of the Cuban embassy. What? Yes. Into the employees who worked in the American embassy in Cuba. Hang on. Okay. Where, True story. Where- True story or oh, true, mate, go- true that people think this? No, no, please. This is exciting. I believe you. And it's serendipitous because, sure. because Paul, mm-hmm. your mother, yeah. Christine Verhoeven, on Saturday... Was in Cuba. ...is going to a symposium, mm-hmm. four-hour symposium. I love saying that word because it sounds incredibly... Important. ...highfalutin. Yeah. 
and some of the guest speakers are of an international repute and they're talking about this thing that happened in Cuba. But Paul, would you not agree with me that the story we're about to tell has a Cuban connection? It really does. Yeah. Yes, it does. And believe it or not, listeners, this is a... It's a humdinger. It's a real crazy story. It's a Rickapudi and a Fandoogly. Okay. So I get a call yeah. a few weeks ago uh-huh. from an elderly woman. She says to me uh-huh. that her mum and dad yeah. were in Nandy. Now, Nandy... Fiji. ...is in Fiji. Yeah. And it's a place... Um, that Truman never got to. Did he? I don't know, did he? You know, the, the Truman Show. Oh. He was always he, trying to get to Fiji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant President Truman because we're talking about sort of... Uh, it'll <laughs> yeah, make good. sense. Yeah, it'll okay. make sense soon. It will, okay, it will. so you're saying Truman, uh, as in Truman from the Truman Show, always wanted to go to Fiji. Correct. Yes, okay. And he, he, he got on that bus. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy couldn't drive... Oh, Paul, is that not Freudian? What do you mean? He gets on a bus. What? Yeah, that's part of this story. It, ooh, it kind of is. That's not, but that Freudian means it's... Uh, no, I know what it means, Paul. Accidentally it means sexual. Unless the bus went into a tunnel very slowly. Maybe the bus looked like a big knobby. Dad, let's get back on track. Sorry, sorry, but this is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this, listeners, this story is a cracker. Mm. It's a loose units exclusive. I haven't been this excited. I can't remember. But when I heard the story, I firstly, I was covered in goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Then I called you, Paul. Yeah. I said, Paul, you're just not going to believe the story. I told you, you, you said, Dad, I just don't believe you, Yeah. which is fair enough. So this must be the longest introduction to a story. Jesus Christ, they screamed, Skywoods. <laughs> yes, please. I so, you, it, is a, it is a good story. Yeah, so we're chatting away, and she said, my mum and dad were in Nandy um, in the 60s mm-hmm. at the airport, and yeah. who should be sitting next to them but a relatively famous American uh, crooner? Is that the word? Crooner, as in well, singer? Yeah, yeah. Called Frank Sinatra. Ah. And yes. her father was a chemist or a pharmacist that worked for CSR. That's the Colonial Sugar Refineries, an Australian behemoth. Mm-hmm. And he was the pharmacist that operated a dispensary in Fiji for both the locals and the, the surrounding population. And she was born in Fiji. She went to school in Australia. Yep. Her mum and dad are both Australian. Mm-hmm. So they got a signature from Old Blue Eyes, I believe his name is. Yeah. And she's saying to me, look, John, are you interested in, you know, would you be interested in buying this signature off me of Frank Sinatra? And I said, mm-hmm. look, I occasionally do buy... Uh, signatures. I said in the in the in the business, the term for signatures is ephemera, all things to do with signatures, writing, books, letters, etc. She didn't have a lot of other things that excited me. I was a little bit iffy. Should I pursue this call or not? Then, I now, Paul, you and the listeners know that I do love to let people know about loose units. Yeah. Thank God, freeze that I mentioned loose units. I said, look, my son and I do a true crime podcast. I mentioned Penguin. I mentioned the live shows coming up to an incredibly big number that is hard to write down because it's got so many zeros. And just as things were sort of petering out, she said, look, uh, 
oh, I've got a bit of a true crime story. I, oh, I don't know whether you'll be interested. And I said, well, how about you just hit me with it? Yeah. She begins to tell me a story. Okay, so tell, me what, tell us what she told you. She was in her early 20s. Yep. Her and her girlfriend were in Sydney. Mm-hmm. They had a burning desire to become American citizens, okay. to work in America, to just you know, follow their dream. Slight problem, they went to the American embassy in Australia mm-hmm. and they were told it would be many, many years until their request could be processed. They were very despondent. But here's the funny thing. They had Australian citizenship, but they'd both been born in Fiji. And they then made inquiries about through the Fijian embassy, mm-hmm. and it was a completely different kettle of fish. And before they knew it, they were travelling to America. Okay. They are in their early 20s, and the lady that I met at this place in Sydney... Mm-hmm. She was very particular, very thorough, very, very uh, sort of a a great traveller. Yeah, okay. They, uh, this is in New York, they both lived in 1963. Now, I'm just saying 1963. That may resonate with with some listeners. Yeah. Um, And... President Kennedy, oh, yes, I've heard who was in New York, yeah, yeah. he was hosting a charity dinner at the Plaza Hotel. Okay. And the sweet girls, uh-huh. they were absolutely... I mean, President Kennedy, John F.K., JFK. celebrity at that point, right? An like, incredible celebrity. Paul, yeah. you may not know this, but I once had a signature of JFK that was oh. signed on the back of a menu. I sold it 25 years ago. An American guy came into the shop in Manly. He yeah. paid 5,000 big ones for it. Dad... Oh, I th- oh, that's an extraordinary amount of money. Is it? 5000 For JFK's signature? It's a lot of money. I think you may have gotten slight... Well, you know what? At that point, it probably was I was more. happy. That, yeah, that helped feed and clothe you three children. You make us sound like we're orphans. But yes, okay. So, uh, you sold the signature. He's a bit of a rock star, and he was staying at the hotel. That's right. Okay. And the two girls rushed to the corner of 5th Avenue and East 59th Street mm-hmm. to catch a glimpse of this incredibly famous man. Okay. And whilst they're standing there with their cameras out, a policeman comes up to them and says, and I quote, mm-hmm. you girls don't have shotguns hidden in those cameras, do you? And they all had a laugh, a bit of a Charlie chuckle. And they never got to see the president. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They went home, they were feeling rather despondent mm-hmm. because the motorcade yeah. just, and for good reason, left through another entrance in the hotel. Sure, okay. And all these people, these two Australian girls, they were so sad. They didn't get to see... In 1963, JFK, JFK, even JFK. I don't know where that came from. So there was a special deal back in the 60s, and it was called the $99 bus deal. You could buy a ticket for $99, mm-hmm. and that's actually a fair bit of money in 1963. Yeah, but they came from, let's say, relatively affluent families in Sydney. This is like a greyhound coach as opposed to a kind of city bus right i mean That's is right. this a bus that'll take you around the country all over and down to mexico it was a, it, and for 99 dollars, yeah you got to travel anywhere in america uh-huh for 99 days so my concern is that not concern my suspicion is that these young girls who just missed out on seeing president kennedy thought hey 99 bucks we could probably follow the tour is that what happened? Okay, yeah, it was sort of a. It was look. It was sort of sporadic. You know, they just go from. Yeah. You know those bus stations in America that, that where many movies have been filmed, some good, some bad. Just that yeah. there's sort of a certain atmosphere that you see the coaches. Coaching, traveling is it's a big thing in America. And yeah. these girls, they went to Laredo, which is an incredibly sort of sort of folkloric town in terms of the wild west it's in texas yeah then they crossed the bridge over to the rio grande to a town called nuevo laredo Uh okay they then hop on a mexican bus and they travel to monterey now monterey is the home of possibly the world's greatest jazz festival really oh we should go it is absolutely it's top shelf get you on the stage give you a trumpet get the band back together well the band is you you know love it Uh, Love anyway, so, okay, I'm, I'm getting a bit of a feeling here. So, hang on, what year was this in again? 1963. Uh-oh. So, our, our lady, she goes to an attendant at the bus depot. Yeah. And she wants to go, or they want to go to Mexico City. Uh-huh. And she says to the guy, what time is the bus leaving tomorrow? And he says, 7 o'clock. Okay. They go to bed early. Yeah. They get down to the bus depot with heaps of time. Mm-hmm. And then... He says the same guys there, and there's no bus. And they're saying, but you said seven, and he said, no, 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 I meant seven p.m. So they had twelve hours to just walk around the town. Okay. Then the bus comes to town. Sure. They hop on the bus. Yeah. They. It's seven o'clock in the evening on the September the twenty sixth, nineteen sixty three. Oh. It's a fifteen hour trip to Mexico City. Yep. It's a crowded bus. They're looking for a seat. Uh huh. Just as they managed to find a seat down the back. Yeah. And I'm going to 
just to a degree talk about this particular person. Yeah, sure. Once they and, and the, you know they're two young girls that they're they're um, they're, they're English. I mean, English speaking. Yeah. And then this guy who's sitting at the front of the bus, who they described as a, a young, thin, pale-looking man, he gets up from his seat at the front of the bus, yeah. and he walks all the way to the back of the bus, and he says to the girls, "I thought you were Mexican because uh, you know I see you carrying suitcases," mm. and then they started chatting to the guy and they explain that they're Australians and he says to them, he explains to them that he's from Fort Worth, Texas and he has been to Mexico which is where they're going quite a number of times and they start chatting and all of a sudden he reaches um, he sort of makes his way down the back of the bus he finds a seat near them because I think he wanted to chat them up sure and he, he's got a duffel bag that's sort of up in the racks above. He brings down his passport and he yeah. shows them his passport and it's got a Russian stamp on it. And they could see that he was wearing a wedding ring. Yeah. And he's telling the girls mm-hmm. that he wants to go yeah. and get a visa in Cuba. And... One of the girls, because what they used to do on these bus trips is that they'd give everyone that they spoke to a nickname. And they immediately give him the name, the nickname, Texas. Now, there were only a few other English-speaking people on the bus. Okay. There was a married English couple. There was an elderly English gentleman. Yeah. And they're all heading in the same direction. Okay. And then they stop every two hours throughout the evening. Yep. And they become quite friendly with this particular guy. And at 10 a.m. the next day, yeah. everyone gets off the bus in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And then the, the girls are going to go further south to Acapulco. Now, on the 22nd of November, yeah. the most terrible news rocks the world. And that is that President JFK has been shot in in the motorcade. Mm -hmm. And it was as they were driving through what was called Dealey Plaza. The two girls are watching. Now, I was three years of age when this happened and I remember where I was. I remember sitting watching the TV. It was in the evening, watching it on a small black and white television. So that's the sort of even though I didn't fully appreciate clearly because I was three. Made an impression. Made an impression. And the girls were sitting there. Then all of a sudden, they they began to sort of realise that they recognised the person. And it turned out they had been sitting next to and conversing all night with Lee Harvey Oswald. Texas, and, Texas was Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, they were on the bus with Lee Harvey Oswald. He showed them his passport to say to prove that he'd been to Russia, and this so is all knew, in the public record. They knew his name. They they knew the name because the name was announced on the news. No, no, they didn't know the name at the time of, because what happens is when he gets off the bus, right? When everyone got off, two weeks later, he shot JFK because he was en route to oh, Cuba yeah. to to yeah. get citizenship. They knocked him back. 
And one often wonders, like those sliding door moments, what would have happened if he was granted... Because he was a diehard communist. The Cuban embassy knocked him back right, so for various they, reasons. If he, didn't, okay. if he had have become a, a Cuban citizen... He may not have been around for the assassination. He may not have assassinated JFK. Right. And then, two weeks later, mm-hmm. the girls are at a casino mm-hmm. in Las Vegas... Mm-hmm. And they're watching again the TV, and guess what happens two weeks what? later? What? Jack Ruby assassinates Lee Harvey Oswald as he's being taken out by... Remember that famous scene where all the police are there and this guy just comes up and just guns him down? Yes. Well, that was Jack Ruby. Wow. Now, there's lots of conjecture about why that happened, but, Paul, it's an extraordinary story to think that these two Australian women sat next to the man that two weeks later would assassinate the President of the United States of America. It's incredible. Then the BBC came out to Australia some Uh years ago. They hired a bus. They put it at the top of North Head, you know, up near the car park. They then filled it with people, had the two women that are now in their 80s, and they sat them on the bus and they did a two-hour documentary. On their story. Wow. And we, because I've got permission to tell the story, mm-hmm. I, f- I just feel that, that is a, a brush with... Um, history. With history. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely incredible. And this is not, look, to be fair, this is not the kind of story that always presents itself when no. you are at work, but sometimes, Dad, you will call me and just tell me stuff. And this is one of those bizarre moments it is. where I, I feel like I'm now one step removed from... Well, I am. One, two, three. I'm like three steps removed from the man who assassinated JFK. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's um, on many levels. So people will now appreciate why we touched on the uh, the Cuban embassy at the beginning of the story. We touched yep. on the bus. We touched on, you know, it's a, it's a funny old world we live in. And I thought it was a nice uh, break from our terrible Re- news yes. lately. Yeah. Uh, it's been honestly, quite, quite traumatic. It's been a catastrophic week. But... It's really nice to have strange stories like this to share with you. And look, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends. But listen, folks, I will be hosting... Well, the problem is this episode comes out as I'm finishing my first show on ABC Overnights. But uh, I'm hosting on Sunday morning. So 2 to 6 a.m. Sunday morning on ABC... Australia, ABC National, like wherever you listen to Mm. the ABC. So I will be on your airwaves being a radio host and I would love for somebody to tune in what I would like to do I'd like to call you well let's yeah let me let me let me check and see we've got a bit of a talk back bracket at the end Mm. and uh, you can kind of have a chat with me on the air Um, but look I gotta run you gotta run everybody's gotta run have a great weekend folks and we will see you very very soon for more Loose Units bye everyone cheerio Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.